Soccer feels small this week, but sometimes small is what we need and that we need some distraction after the terrible uh, mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Some MLS clubs are going to be doing some donation campaigns, including Houston Dynamo, FC Dallas, and Austin FC, among other clubs, and also they're raising their voices. Plus, we're going to talk also about the US Open Cup. We have the quarterfinals, who's our favorite, we'll, we'll get our picks, and it's going to be really, really interesting matches. Also, we talk about the best 11s in each conference in the MLS so far. Are there any surprises? We'll talk about them. and. Montreal's new logo has people talking. We give you our opinions in this new version of Footbox USA. You are listening to Footbox USA, an exclusive podcast from Footbox. We have the quarterfinals for the US Open Cup. We'll talk about who is the favorite in Footbox USA, also the best 11 in the West and in the East. And there's a change in Montreal's history and there's a new logo coming and we'll talk about if it's a good choice or not. And finally, we'll talk also about a campaign that the Texan teams are doing after the Uvalde massacre. This is Footbox USA with Patrick Nihan. My name is Diego Arrioja, but I want to start with, with the top of mind, uh, obviously topic that transcends uh, soccer and, and any other sport and is the uh, unfortunate massacre in, in Uvalde this past Tuesday and how um, All the MLS clubs have uh, obviously have, have used their social media accounts to uh, not only honor the victims, but also start uh, a donation campaigns. And in particular, I wanted to talk about what the uh, Texan teams are doing, in particular Houston Dynamo, FC Dallas and Austin FC, uh, that they'll be doing a, a special um, donation campaign for this MLS Week 14. Uh, and Patrick, I just wanted to, to mention, obviously this is this transcends sports and it's it really, impacting not only i would say the u.s society but i think uh, how the you know the world it currently stands with with gun violence right so i think this is a good initiative from from the mls clubs and i think uh also how uh even players are using their social media to you know to really express their opinion and their concern about what's happening in the u.s yeah for sure um like you said the clubs are united in 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 helping and remembering the victims and uh, you know donating funds to the community and to the people affected by this but also using their voices to really push for uh, gun control to to push for what's needed in in the US and and honestly I mean obviously it's a good, a good initiative but I don't know about you but I feel like everybody's just tired of doing these initiatives and and having to 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 wear bad badges in remembrance of victims like we just want this to stop and uh, so if this can send a message to some people to really put together Uh, some gun control laws for, for 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 not just the community but for the whole country then then yes we're all for it and uh, hopefully we can donate and and the people who are listening now can also donate to this cause uh, yeah totally Patrick I'm with you as well on this and uh, enough is enough I think that we must demand change right and every one of us that live in the US and um, are able to do something I, I think we 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 need to raise our voice and, and demand change because this cannot keep happening. Um, 
So I, I think I think it, it's a good initiative from the clubs, but also I think also that the players and I had the opportunity and just we'll get into the, the topics that we discussed at the beginning, but uh, just I had the opportunity this week to, to go to the Sounders FC training, the practice this week. And I heard in first hand from Stefan Fry, right, the, the goalkeeper and how he used the time for, for the when it was time to talk about the upcoming game against Charlotte FC, but he talked about the, the gun problem in this country, right? and, and I think what he said, like at the end of the day, we have if we have a platform, we need to use it, and we need to use it for um, to, to demand change, but also you know we need to incentivize uh, the whole community uh, to demand that change. So uh, I think it was good to hear from him, and also concern from a lot of the soccer players. That at the end of the day, they're human beings, and also they they, they it impact their lives. In particular, if you're if you're a parent, that's definitely something that you know sticks with you. So. Uh, so hopefully uh, this is just a little uh, little help to to demand that change. Um, now let, let's talk about um, Patrick about the U.S. Open Cup. So um, in one of our episodes for Footbox USA, we talked about who were the favorites uh, to advance to the quarterfinals. Now we have those quarterfinals in place. We have a couple surprises that I wanted to talk about. I think it, it's it, it's interesting. We mentioned. I think we agreed in most of the the, the teams that are favorites in, in those uh, in the round of 16. But I think this this surprises, right? Uh, including Sacramento and also Union Omaha that they they pull it off. But let's start with with the uh, with the games that are going to be really interesting. So we're going to have uh, the new New York uh, the Big Apple Classic between New York City FC and New York Red Bulls. Um, we were expecting this, right? Like the, both teams to advance and having this type of uh, uh, match. Yeah, yeah. I think this this is the most exciting match in the quarterfinals for sure. Two big teams fighting it out. Uh, you know, from, from the same city, from from two teams that are really just want some trophies, especially New York City FC, who who just won the MLS Cup, and uh, and then also the surprises like you mentioned, Sacramento Republic and Union Omaha. Who uh, we'll get into predictions in a little bit, but uh, there's some exciting games coming up. Also, we have Orlando City against Nashville. Which is an all, another MLS matchup. That's definitely going to be a good one. Yeah. So, so, so let, let's go with the the traffic, right? We because this was also the I would say in the round of sixteen, the game that we it was the the game to watch, right? Between Chicharito and Carlos Vela, but the Galaxy uh, team pulled it off. Uh, I think this was this was a surprise. You you I remember Patrick. You said LAFC is going to advance. Uh, I was rooting more for Chicharito. Chicharito at the end of the day. It was, it's an LA, LA Galaxy win, but uh, but this game was honestly, it, it, it can go like both ways, right? And uh, it's also unfortunate because now Carlos Vela is actually injured. He's not playing uh, this weekend right after that game, but El Trafico definitely was was one of the matches to watch in the rounds of 16. Yeah, they won it. Chicharito scored as well. Um... Carlos, I mean, Cherundolo really went out with, uh, like he he told us, or Michel, Michele Giannone told us that Cherundolo had told them that they want every trophy and uh, and the atmosphere is theirs to win it all uh, in every competition they play. So it was a big win for Galaxy, a uh, big win for Chicharito. You know, um, uh, obviously bragging rights are huge for them and uh, they got it. And I think it was a good one. I think uh, for Chicharito as well, very important to to be able to score a goal, um, and yeah, a Galaxy advance against LAFC, who who now you said will have to be this weekend without Carlos Vela, but um, uh, they can focus now on the MLS. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for LAFC, he wanted to uh, to fight for both trophy trophies, but now with Galaxy and and just going to ch with Chicharito, right? Uh, the storyline with Chicharito, I think it's good that he he was able to score again, right? And also after this week that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, rumors and reports that he finally spoke with um, mm -hmm. Tata Martino, right? And hopefully, I mean, I know we talked about this before, but the Chicharito novella keeps going on and keeps it continues right with the uh, Mexican national team. So apparently there were talks and I think this goal also helps him with not only boost of confidence, but also to regain that status as he started one of the main goal scorers in the MLS. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know if he can lead the Galaxy to win the MLS trophy, the MLS Cup, but he can definitely guide them and get them into a good position in the US Open Cup, which obviously for the Galaxy is not the most important trophy, but for Chicharito could be really good to kind of cement his place in the in LA Galaxy, Galaxy history. Uh, you know, scoring goals, beating out their rivals. It's good for him. It's good for the Mexican national team. So uh, exciting to see for sure, because Chicharito obviously has, has had it rough for a few years and now he's really being what he does best, you know, which is scoring goals. And now they're going to play against Sacramento Republic, as you were saying, Patrick. And we call this, right? Sacramento Republic is going to be the surprise against San Jose and they, they pull it off. So now they're going to play against Galaxy. This is another uh, Californian clash that's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, Sacramento Republic, who eliminated San Jose. Uh, it's interesting to see. I love seeing this type of games, like uh, an MLS team against uh, a non-MLS team from lower divisions in the MLS uh, or in the US um, in the US leagues. And uh, it's definitely an exciting one. But I think for me, Sporting KC Union Omaha, uh, it's going to be uh, another surprise. Union Omaha are going to advance the semifinals. There's definitely the story in the US Open Cup. They're, they're doing some great stuff and um, I'm excited for, for that game because I, I do believe they'll, they're going to end up advancing again. Okay, so you have a, a surprise. Okay, so let's pick our favorites then, Patrick. So, a Galaxy against Sacramento Republic. Uh, are you sticking with Galaxy or you want a surprise with uh, Sacramento? No, I think Galaxy will, will advance in this one. Okay. What about you? Uh, I'm going to go with Sacramento Republic, actually. I, I want a, okay. uh, an upset, so we'll see. So you got a Galaxy, you got Sacramento. Then the classic in, in, in the East Coast, New York City FC. And as you said, this is the biggest game for sure. New York City FC, the actual, the current MLS champions against New York Red Bulls. Although still right away, I'm going to go with the MLS, uh, the current MLS champions. I think they're going to advance, but it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, game. What do you think? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with you as well, but it's definitely going to be a, a tight one. Awesome. And then you already said Union Omaha against Sporting Kansas City, huh? Yeah, I think they'll, they'll continue to impress. They'll do another upset and Sporting KC will be eliminated. I like upsets. I'm going to go with you as well. Union Omaha to get this one. And finally, Orlando against Nashville. Who you got in this good game? I gotta go with Orlando. I think they're 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 better in general. Um, I mean, it's a complicated one. I don't know if Nashville um, will. It, it just depends on what they're they're gonna field. I know Nashville advanced. 
Uh, finally, Akeloa scored uh, in the in the U.S. Open Cup against Louisville City. They had they didn't have the best of times against them, so I don't see Nashville going through. I know they're they're good defensively and and obviously are a solid team, but Orlando I think will pull it off. Okay, I'm gonna go with Nashville actually, uh, Patrick. So uh, yeah, I think Orlando's a good team. I, I think Nashville has. Uh, I still. I still hope that they they can get back to that uh, style of play that they showed last season, and I think the the potential is there. So hopefully, uh, they can pull it off. And I think this is a, a great tournament for them also to to advance uh, far in the U.S. Open Cup. So so there you go. These are our favorites, and it's gonna be good matches, and hopefully we get also good upsets as well. Now let's talk about the. There's been a you know we already week 14 is about to start, but. Uh, the best 11 in the West and the best 11 in the East so far. Uh, so the best 11 of players. Do you want to uh, mention, Patrick, the Western Conference? Who are those players right now? Who would be the best 11? Um, so for the Western Conference, we have Sinclair, for the goalkeeper for Minnesota, who I think is uh, an, an excellent choice. He's been really good the last few seasons, showing signs of brilliance, but now it's definitely a reality. Then you have... Uh, Uh, so the back line is Palacios, Zimmerman, Fall, and Muriel, who it's two, two, two players from LAFC, two players from Nashville. Solid back line. And then the midfield, you have Ruiz from Real Salt Lake, Pomical from Dallas, DeRussi from Austin, who's definitely a, an MVP candidate. And then up top, Arriola, Ferreira, and Roldan. Um, good, solid um, uh, offensive line as well with two players from Dallas. Awesome, and this is, yeah, again, this this best 11 is from the MLSsoccer.com website and Andrew Weave, one of the uh, journalists who, want, who put this together. Uh, on, the, on the Eastern Conference, right, we have uh, Andrew Blake uh, as a goalkeeper from Philly Union uh, and defense. We have the one Jones from New England Revolution. Uh, Alexander Callens, uh, Peruvian from uh, New York City FC, Jack Elliott from Philly, uh, and also Nathan Harrell from Philly. Uh, in the midfield, we have uh, Jose Martinez from Philadelphia Union, uh, Keaton Parks from New York City FC, Jorian Mihailovic from Montreal FC in the midfield, and then on top three forwards with Luciano Acosta from FC Cincinnati, Valentin Tati Castellanos, of course, has to be their New York City FC. And then Adam Buxa from New England Revolution. If they were to play against each other, Patrick, who you got in this, you know, best 11? That's a good question. It's, um, I'm gonna have to go with the Western Conference for this one. I think in general, they're a more solid team, but I mean, if you look at the Eastern Conference as well, you have a very heavy Philly, Philly lineup, which obviously one of the best teams in the league. And then you add Tati Castellanos up top and then you 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 definitely find a dangerous team. It's a good one, but I'm going to go with the Western Conference. Okay, I'm actually, I'm going to go with the Eastern Conference because I think, uh, I think you just made a really good point. I think they have a really solid uh philly union players and and new york city fc and union revolution basically and then one from montreal but that, that's a i would say pretty solid players and with tati castellanos that right now he's you know mm -hmm. really really good goal scorer and he's just you know it's so hard to cover him so i would go with the eastern but it would be we can play on fifa i think with these players but 
<laughs> yeah, I like that idea. I think, uh, but but what it definitely tells you is that, you know, both conferences are very solid. They both have great players on both sides. And then you also look at the names. They're definitely not the biggest names in the league, like in terms of uh, known players, like, for example, Iguain, Carlos Vela, Chicharito, like all, all this... Um, um, uh, all these but I forgot the player from Chicago Fire that we just talked about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Shakiri sorry uh, like uh -huh. you, you don't see those type of players those big names which tells you a lot about how MLS is now mm -hmm. doing their thing you know yeah no, and, and I like that I, I like that a lot so finally just to close this uh, this episode Montreal uh, Impact is uh, changing their logo for 2023 uh, if you go to the website mlssoccer.com, you can see actually with your own eyes and uh, it's like a Back to the Future um, logo, right? So what do you think about the logo? I think it's good that they are using obviously the symbols from, from Quebec, right? The, the Fleur de Lis and the colors. Uh, but it's been a, it's interesting with logos, I would say in MLS and also like in American sports because uh, you know, compared to European clubs in, in, in soccer or in Mexico as well, they don't really change that much and here it's more like a franchise and all of a sudden it could change completely as we saw with chicago fire for example uh what do you think about that part do you like the new montreal logo uh do you know you know like where it's going or yeah i like it i think it's a good logo i think what i don't enjoy a lot is like how they rebrand after a few seasons again just because of yeah. the fans not loving it i mean i understand if fans don't love uh, a change that that typically happens but as a franchise or as the people who are in charge of this, you kind of have to stick by your guns. I think I like this one more than the past one. So it definitely is good and it's progress and all that. But um, but yeah, uh, I, there's 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 obviously going to be negative comments. There's negative comments about this one as well. Hopefully they don't listen to the fans again and change it next season or whatever. But uh yeah, I think this is a good one. This is good enough to go them for 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 some years. Yeah, I agree. Back back to your old self and to the their history from starting 1993 Montreal Impact. So uh, that's all for uh, Football USA, Patrick. A pleasure. Thanks again for for uh, being part of this uh, amazing podcast. As always, my name is Igor Rioja, and tune on, tune tune in in the next time. Thanks for listening to Footbox USA, an exclusive podcast from Footbox.